theloveracing.nz update. Your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Visit loveracing.nz, racing's biggest fan. It's 18 minutes away from 11 o'clock. Smithy here and Louis as well, of course. Well, it's actually Louis here and Smithy as well. And um, we've got Darren Balcom, CEO of New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing, on the line for our Love Racing update today, Smithy, because uh, a little bit of movement in the racing world, actually, and it is the middle of winter. Shortest day of the year was yesterday. Tomorrow we'll have a heavy track at Rickerton, and it has been raining quite a lot, so it will be heavy, and it should be uh, they should be able to get through it at the very least. And we would have had a very deep track up in the middle of the, the North Island until it has been transferred to the Cambridge Synthetic. And this is quite a seminal moment, I think, uh, for what racing will look like in the future. It's a very interesting test case to see how many horses stay in these fields. Trainers obviously have the right to, have the right to scratch their horses and re-enter. Darren's joined us kindly on the line to kind of explain how it all works. And uh, Darren, it's probably been a long time coming, but... I, for one, am grateful to see racing going to continue at two venues tomorrow because otherwise we probably would have got to tomorrow morning and there would have been hidden hands around the country. Oh, yeah. How are you, guys? Good to, good to talk to you. Now, no, I um, completely agree there. It was it was one of those things that, um, you know, it was very pleasing that Tauranga uh, Racing Club were very proactive and uh, got to us early to to say they thought they were in doubt and um, we got to the point where we didn't see there was any any chance of racing there, put it, to put it mildly, it was looking very bad. So, no, um, full credit to them for coming forward and uh, doing that. A lot of clubs would, would sit and hope and um, yeah, it allowed us to put some plans in place and, uh, yeah, we've ended up on the synthetic, which is which is a great asset to have. I understand it's still landing up that way, so, no, very pleasing that we have that and we don't have to stress about it tomorrow. Yeah, it's great. And it's like Smithy has uh, lamented it, so have I, these abandonments, because at the heart of it, often the information wasn't coming through in a timely enough manner to be able to do anything. So you, you point out that, that Tauranga has, has done the right thing in the first instance. Did you have a, a kind of a framework or a plan in place at NZTR to be able to go, OK, once the button was hit, we can start moving there and we know exactly how we're going to go forward with this process of moving the meat? Yeah, we do. We have a, we put in together a protocol to move uh, to a synthetic track and we, we sort of gave ourselves up to sort of Friday at 12 o'clock with uh, the day before which was in agreement with the TAB that we could we could process everything in that time frame um, so we also looked at the, the group enlisted side of things and we decided that at this stage we wouldn't uh, transfer a group enlisted to the synthetic you know that may may change in the future I don't know um, as you know, we get more acceptance of the of the synthetic tracks. But um, yeah, so the protocol was there, and uh, uh, was the first time we used, and, and it's pleasing that so far it's looking yeah very positive. So where does that Phillies and Mares uh, stakes race end up then? Uh, so the Phillies and Mares race, the Team Wheelands Tauranga Classic, has gone to Hastings. Uh, so we canvassed um, all the trainers that were originally nominated for the race and uh, their clear preference uh, was to go to Hastings over Ruakaka so we decided that that was uh, the best option we used Um, and uh, so it'll go there next week so hopefully the rain will stop there at some stage. Smithy, rain, track conditions? 
<laughs> right now, you wouldn't want it to come here now. Uh, we like uh, have had about Darren. You know it well. Uh, we we've had about five days of consistent rain here, and it's not looking like uh, letting up at all. It's a very morbid, dismal, dismal scene here in the bay. So, uh, my question is: um, when you you canvass them about where they'd like to take the races, to what about uh, do you canvass them about the transfer of a venue? I mean, you did it nice and early. What's the buy-in in terms of the fields, etc.? Um, we didn't canvass them as far as moving the whole race day. Um, just we, there was, you know, we looked at turf options early in the week to see whether there'd be anything else. Uh, the weather was, you know, right over the, the North Island, so there was there was absolutely zero options to to look at the the turf side of things. So um, the synthetic was the only option. Um, so we decided we would we would give it a go. We reserved the right, of course, to to abandon that meeting if you know we ended up with you know, 15 horses or something crazy going around. Um, but, you know, at this stage, it's looking positive. So, no, that was the, the thought process uh, behind it all. If we'd, if we'd had turf options, we may have gone turf. It's interesting at this down here. I'm in Christchurch these days, Darren, and it's been interesting whether... I was talking to Matt Cross about it yesterday, and down there, I went to the Waimati Cup meet at Timaru a couple of weeks, Sundays ago, and they were racing on a good four, and it was beautiful. And then down in Waimaru, they haven't had a hell of a lot of rain either, and yesterday they were on a seven, but it was pretty quick, uh, and they were really skipping over it. This time of year down here, you can kind of go patches with where you don't get heaps of bad weather, but then Rickerton will be a heavy tomorrow. Then you add in the synthetic that they've got at Rickerton Park. It's almost like down here, and I don't know if it's necessarily like this for other parts of the country. I know uh, through Waikato they actually did have a good period of weather where they managed to work their horses on, on reasonable tracks recently, but you can kind of keep any sort of horse in work if you're training down this part of the world at the moment. Yeah, you can, and 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 I think all regions go through it. You know, I think the same was in the Hawks Bay last year when I was there. You know, we were going through virtually a drought in June, um, so you know you get various times of the year in various places where you can continue, but you know it doesn't doesn't always go to go to plan. Um, you know, next year it could be the opposite. Um, at the moment, the East Coast seems to be getting it non-stop. Um, traditionally, you know, it hasn't at this time of year as much. So. Um, yeah, but it, it is pleasing to see those tracks down the down to the South Island um, performing so well at the moment. That's for sure. It's um, it's it's a real positive for for the South Island industry at the moment. It is, and off the back of your announcement last week, a couple of these new well, we're going to get the the mile gets an extra hundred thousand dollar boost, and you've got a new South Island race. Uh, you obviously got to announce your stakes just over a week ago. Stakes increase, it was historic, really, and the innovation around the new races were spectacular, and I hope they were received well because they they were. I think they covered a lot of bases. One query I did have about that, Darren, was why are the um, eligibility dates set for so far ahead of the races? So horses could then go on and be in completely, have completely different careers by the time the, the dates come around, the race dates come around. Well, it was all part of uh, being more unique. Um, you know, we have, if you take the Waikato race, we have marts around the country anyway, um, maidens as that. And, um, you know, they're... they're Basically, you know, six to eight weeks out um, as a maiden as that. So we thought, you know, a maiden um, four or five months out, um, something a bit different. You'll get a wide range of horses that are eligible. Um, we'll be able to create some some real impact with the uh, golden ticket races. You know, there could be a last chance maiden heading into it, things like that, that we can just do something different and, and there'll be a completely different race to your average mart. And that's what we were we were trying to achieve. We want something that we can 
have a point of difference and something that we can really uh, promote. You're not top 10 trainers race at Ellerslie. Uh, I, I love the concept and you're trying to get some outsiders in there, but yep. I and we spoke about this last week with Sticko and, and Clado and was quizzing Sticko about how he'd go about it. And he, he kind of made the point, well, you, you'd probably be surprised as to what trainers are actually lining up horses. Like, don't think this is a race for the little guys, you, you know, because guys like Tony Pike, uh, Roger James, Robert Wellwood, Al Sharrick, they're not necessarily racing their horses all through the winter to have their prize money at a point where they're not in the top 10. So are you you're kind of you happy to go a bob each way there and kind of expect that you will get – it's not necessarily going to be a race for the battlers like it, it may could have been or kind of was sold at? Um, I don't think it was a race for the battlers. You know, any, someone sitting at 11 on the premiership is hardly, uh, you know, a battler. It's true. Um, put it that way, you know, it, it was more for those small, it, it's more of those smaller stables um, to give them that opportunity and, um, you know, get up to Ellerslie with a runner. You know, we all want to race at, an, at the international venue, which Ellerslie is, once it's back on, on the line. And um, so, no, it was just that aspirational thing for those, you know, those, those trainers outside. I, you know, I don't perceive that there'll be a number of the big stables in there, but you never know. And, um, you know, if they're eligible, they're eligible, and uh, fair play to them. Yep, fair enough. And just before we let you go, I mean, this is kind of getting into the, the weeds a little bit, but you finished your handicapping review for 2023, and there's a, a range of changes. You had some geniuses on the panel that went through that. How was that process? And, look, ultimately, does much change for the punter? Um, no, it's not not a huge amount of change for the punter, but it's, it, I think for the owners, things we're just trying to you know get prolong the careers of some of those race horses as well. Um, we do need horses going round, and we do need them to continue as long as possible. So, and it was just giving our the handicapper a bit more scope, especially around the maidens, and um, and then also those horses that that win in the sixty five and and go through, um, just to make sure that they are. You know, progress, those progressive horses don't miss out on 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 starts and our and our feature in premier race days because they're the horses we want to come through because we know they drive turnover. So, no, it was just it was just ironing out some of those anomalies and just um, yeah, getting everything aligned and trying to prolong prolong careers and give everything a chance. The uh, top weights were not winning. Um, I think eight percent were winning across the across the board. So we uh, looked at to reduce the um, top weights and group enlisted just to give them more of an opportunity. Yep, makes perfect sense to me. Look, appreciate your time this morning, Darren. A couple of different uh, issues going on in racing. It's an exciting time, middle of winter, but spring is really uh, just around the corner and, and we'll be back down there at Hastings, a place to both your, you blokes' hearts. So good to chat and we'll talk again soon. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks. There you go, Darren Balcom, COO at NZTR, covering a range of issues. After this, we'll uh, get a bit of a TAB update. There are some interesting odds looking at this weekend's sport and racing.